You are sitting in Bat's theatre. You are listening on the internet. A bright light blinds you. We are taking control. Images burned onto the inside of your eye and the inside of your mind. A cold sweat that drips down your back as a ghost puts his finger in your belly button. Your internal monster is your only friend and your mortal enemy. A world where you give birth to your deepest fears daily. You are not sitting in Bat's theatre. You are not listening on the internet. These are things you could only see during the witching hours. A wise woman once told me to start at the very beginning. I must admit I agree, it's a very good place to start. But in the telling of Conception Room Killer, a tale of wrong turns, misdirections and deep, dark secrets, how far back does one have to go to get to the very beginning? Do we start with the building of the lab? Do we start with the birth of old Morrison? Do we start with the arrival of the very first settlers? No, no, we don't have time for that. Tonight, we must jump right into the thick of things. Valerie Vera was not a keeper of journals. She was not the type to write every day, tediously describing what she had for breakfast, her dreams of the night before, and what boring conversations she had with her colleagues. No, that was not Valerie's style. She believed that everything you wrote down could be used against you, and of course, she was right. She wished to leave nothing behind. No children, no scrap of research, no trace that she existed at all. For many years, it seemed she had been successful. After her death, the memory of her grew fainter and fainter, as those who had known her also passed on. But now, a trace of her has emerged. It came from deep within the archives of the WPT. It was buried for many years, squirreled away in a box marked with a crude drawing of a dog rose. There within the box, protected in a pouch of yellowing bubble wrap, a dictaphone, small enough to be concealed in an airing or a button. It seems Valerie submitted to telling the story just once and was unknowingly recorded by those cruel and terrifying enforcers. And so... We will start with Valerie and that fateful night, the night the conception room killer struck for the very first time. Join me, dear listeners, if you dare. Off the record? Yes. We just want to know what happened. And then you'll let me go? Yes, Miss Vera, that's the deal. Fine. What do you want to know? Why don't you start at the very beginning? You got a message from Jocelyn that night? Yes. She needed me urgently. So, go from there. It was a Tuesday evening, cold. A southerly was blowing, and the last thing I wanted to do was leave my cosy spot by the fire. It was a coveted spot, and I knew that if I left the chair even for a moment, I wouldn't get it back that evening. Since old Morrison had passed on, the chair was up for grabs, and people would stop at nothing. Bribery, violence, outright lies to claim it. On this particular night, I'd managed to convince old Harris, the occupant before me, that her mother was on the phone. No mean feat, considering Harris's mother had been dead for some time. 
But I digress. The chair was mine and I was more than a little peeve to be summoned to the lab. Oh, Valerie, thank God. I didn't know who else to call. What on earth happened? It's the winter boy. What about him? Well, he's dead. What? Murdered. Murdered? Are you quite sure? Yes. Well, I think so. What do you mean? Well, he's definitely dead. Where is he now? He's still in there. What should we do? Should we call the enforcers? Let's not be hasty. I think we should try to figure out what happened first. Who else knows? Only the Smith girl. The redhead. Yes. Yes, I know the one. Where is she? She's still in there too. What? She's locked in there with a dead body. I didn't know what else to do. Oh, for goodness sake, the poor girl. Open the door immediately. Tell me about the Smith girl. September. September Smith. A wimpy, weedy type. Sweet, but incredibly dumb. She wasn't what we'd usually choose for the project, but it was becoming harder and harder to find true redheads. I'd gathered her myself, actually. Spotted her eating out of a park rubbish bin while I was out jogging. She was so filthy it was impossible to tell for sure, but I had good instincts, and after a thorough dunking in the pond, her auburn hair was revealed. I had high ho- I'd had high hopes with the nutritious food and a little coaching she'd blossom. But the scars of her childhood were deep, and she was only good for colouring. Well, you win some, you lose some. Pass the blanket, Jocelyn, she's shivering, and I think we all need a cup of tea. Of course, I'll be right back, with lots of sugar. September, September, are you all right? September, look at me, dear. Val, oh, Val, he's dead. Yes, it seems he is. Come on, dear, up you get. Let's get you out of here. He was choking and screaming. He was strangled, Val, he was murdered. Come out, dear, and you can have a cup of tea and tell me what happened. Look, Val, he has finger marks on his neck, see? Yes, I can see. Now come away from his body. We shouldn't touch him. I was sure I was next. I thought... I was going to die. I screamed and banged the door, but she she wouldn't open it. She wouldn't let me out. Jocelyn left me in here with it. It. The ghost, the, the monster. I don't know what it is. Well, you're safe now, and you can come out. I was locked inside. I was locked inside here while he died, and I couldn't do anything because I couldn't see what was killing him. Come with me and have a cup of tea. You've had a big shock. Why would she do that, Val? Why wouldn't she let me out? Why wouldn't she help me? Why wouldn't she help William? The security footage we reviewed shows the girl pleading to be let out. Not only during the death, which took 12 minutes, but she was begging to be let out still when you arrived 20 minutes later. Jocelyn was simply following protocol. She didn't unlock the door as per the emergency guidelines. If anything went awry in the conception room, we were to follow the three Ps. Pause. One must never rush in. Prepare. One must learn as much as she can about the situation. Protect. One must never take any action that could harm her. Unlocking the room would have violated the third P. You must remember that Jocelyn believed that the boy had been murdered by a ghost or some invisible thing. How could she protect herself against something she couldn't see? So why did you open the door? Wasn't that a violation of the three Ps? Well... Yes, it probably was, but I didn't feel like I was in any danger and the poor girl had been in there for over half an hour. So you opened the door? Just like that, went into a crime scene without calling the enforcers, without any regard for the law. I just... Yes. So you took her to the control room? The obs room, the observation room. And left the body there? Yes. And you still did not call the authorities? No. Instead, you had a leisurely cup of tea? No, it wasn't like that. There you go. Thank you. Drink up, September. 
Now, Jocelyn, tell me what happened. Start at the beginning. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Smith and Winter were, were the last session today. I prepared the room. Did you notice anything unusual? No, everything was normal. Oh, actually, Winter's arrived very early. You know, he's always late, like September, but tonight he was perhaps like a quarter of an hour early. Yes, so you let him in? Yes. There was something I was supposed to do. And then? Well, I locked the door again, waited. When September arrived, I let her in, locked the door and went to the OBS room. Was the camera on? I turned it on as soon as I sat down. He was already in distress. Play me the security footage. Of course. Uh, There you go. Is there sound? Will. Will, are you okay? Open the door! All right, all right, turn it off. It doesn't, it does look like he's being strangled, doesn't it? He was being strangled, Val. Can you go back? It looked like he was trying to say something. Ah, please! Please! Help! We can't hear it over the screaming. Can you lip read? No. Play it again. Ah! Help, please! Play it again without the sound. What is it? What is he trying to say? Does it start with a P or a B? Porridge. Porridge! No. Play it again. Par. Par. Party? No. Play it again. Bor. Bor. Bored? You think he died of boredom? No. Play it again. He was saying Mori. Maury, maybe he was saying sorry? Maury doesn't make sense, but that's definitely what it looks like. Are you sure, September? Yes, he was saying it over and over. Maury, Maury, Maury. Maury. Oh, my Lord. He was trying to say Morrison. Old Morrison. The ghost of old Morrison. Don't be ridiculous. How is it ridiculous? You can see for yourself he was strangled. Neither September or I could see who was strangling him. It has to be something supernatural. You know how horrible she was to all the boys? I wouldn't put it past that bitch to come back and haunt us. I can't remember what it was. First of all, you can watch your language. Second of all, old Morrison was a great and good leader. You should show some respect. No harm meant, Valerie. I just think all the evidence points to the boy being killed by the ghost of old Morrison. That's ridiculous on two counts. First, there's no such thing as ghosts, for goodness sake. Second, well, I don't need a second because that's plenty enough. You were going to say, old Morrison isn't dead. Correct. She's in a coma. We said she had passed on, which was as close as we could get to explaining it. We kept her body alive, you see. She was a universal donor. Quite an asset. But she was well and truly brain dead. We know. We found the body. What was left of it. You may be interested to know that old Morrison has finally died. What happened next? We... I decided to call Harris. She was a pathologist. She was hard to understand with that thick Scottish Scottish accent made her close to unintelligible, but she was highly capable. And you still didn't think it was appropriate to call... No, I didn't think it was appropriate to call you. You asked too many questions. That's my job. And it was my job to protect the lab, the research, the staff, the stock. I did what I believed was best. So I sent September back to the dorm. She kept on about something she'd forgotten, which is... Nothing out of the ordinary for her. I tried all sorts of childish tricks with her, tying a knot on her handkerchief, a piece of string to her finger. They don't work, I can tell you. 
so she wouldn't go until I promised to visit her as soon as I could and help her jog her memory. I promise I didn't manage to keep what with the turn of events. Stick to the story, Miss Vera. Oh, yes. Then we waited for Harris to arrive. This better be good. I only just got back to the chair. There's been a murder. Jocelyn, please, there's been a death. We need your expertise. We don't want to cause a panic, so we're keeping quiet about it until we know what's happened. A death, you see? Yes, the Winters boy. Where is he? Has anyone touched or moved the body? He's in the conception room. No one's touched him. Right, well, I'll take a wee look. I assume his death was caught on camera. Yes. Would I be correct in saying that you saw him grab his throat and then thrash about as if fighting off some invisible attacker? Yes. And then he started gasping for air, his nose ran, and he lost control of his bladder? Yes, you've seen this before. Aye, many times. Look here, a swollen tongue, the puffiness around the eyes, the rash. Poor wee lad died of anaphylaxis. But he's not allergic to anything. It's as clear as day. Well, at least it wasn't a ghost. As nods as good as a wink to a blind horse. What? <laughs> Thank you, Harris. You'll be able to do the paperwork. Aye, but I'll be doing it by the fire if you don't mind. Of course. Thank you for coming over in this weather. Now, thank you not to hang up on me mother in future. What? <laughs> me mother! It's mighty hard for the dead to contact us as it is. She don't need ye hanging up on her when she finally gets to the telephone. Harris, I assure you I never met any... I won't speak of it again, but you know where I stand. Of course, Harris. Sorry, it was a mistake. Aye, it was. (laughs) What now? You know what to do. Clean the room, send the body to the graves. Could you help me, Val? He's rather large and he's a bit of a mess. You are on duty, Jocelyn. It's your responsibility. Yeah, of course it is. Consider it done. And so that was the end of it. I thought so. Until it happened again. The very next day. It happened during Jocelyn's session again, exactly the same as before. The poor boy dead and the girl traumatised. And again she called you, and again you did not call us. Jocelyn was scared. People were dying on her watch. The next day the same thing again, and again the day after, and the day after that. All on Jocelyn's watch. The same allergic reaction. We tore that room apart, trying to find the allergen. It was bizarre. Only the boys were affected. Matthew Midsummer, David December. Uh, let me guess. Aaron Autumn, Samuel Spring. What's with the names? These can't be their real names. They're the names they were given when they entered the facility. A tradition started by old Morrison. She liked alliteration along with months and seasons. Valerie Vera? Yes, Vera means summer in Albanian. So, Jocelyn and Harris? Oh, they weren't stock. They were hired. They were employees. Earlier you said you gathered September Smith. Correct. And you yourself were gathered. Yes. By whom? I was an original. Gathered by old Morrison herself. Now, when you say gathered, you mean kidnapped, don't you? Of course not. How dare you? I was worse than dead when old Morrison found me. She saved me. She gave me everything. I owe that woman the rest of my life. Then why? Might I ask, did you torture her by keeping her on life support? She would have wanted it. Even after she was gone, she was contributing. Her brain cells were used for research. Her liver gave one of our best researchers another chance at life. Her blood saved two girls who hemorrhaged after giving birth. The conception room was her life's work. Her baby. Why do you think she attempted to take her own life? I wish I knew the answer. 
Do you think all the stock, as you call them, felt the same gratitude towards the people who had gathered them? Oh, yes. There's a special relationship with them. I, I'm sure September felt the same way about me. Would you say there was love? In many cases, yes, I'm sure there was. September was a sweet girl. I'm quite sure she loved me. And you loved her? Ms Vera, answer the question, please. Did you love September Smith? Ms Vera. Ms Vera. Did you love... Yes. Yes, I loved her. I loved her like a daughter. She needs you at the conception room. Shh, have a little discretion, Harris. Oh. People will start to wonder why she keeps calling me. Yeah, bums out the window. Despite what the board says, we all know old Morrison wanted you to have the conception room. And don't worry, everybody knows the issues with Jocelyn, not with you. Everyone? What does everyone know? I don't know, just that the stock are poorly and they're always struck down when Jocelyn's supposed to be looking... That's happened again, I take it. I'd say so. Could you come with me? It'll save us both having to go out alone in this weather. Aye, I'll get me wee bag. You admit now that it must be more than an allergic reaction. Aye, indeed I do. <laughs> Valerie, I'm so sorry. I don't know why it keeps happening. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Hush, Jocelyn. I've got Harris with me. She's going to do a thorough autopsy this time. We're going to get to the bottom of this, aren't we, Harris? Aye, let's see the poor wee mite. Mites. This time there are two. I'm so sorry, Valerie. Yes, I'm sure you are. Now, let's see. Valerie, you do know who's in there, don't you? I think so. The July boy? Yeah. And his new mate? September? No. No, Jocelyn, how could you let this happen? Ah! <gasps> oh! 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 She's up to hide her! Let go, Val! Let me go! You're laughing! What go. have you done to them? Stop! Please, let's please! I haven't done anything, I swear! <laughs> Unlock the door. Right now! Of course, here. September. September, September, wake up, please, wake up all. Oh. Oh. I'm so sorry, Val. Stop it now, Valerie. Put the wee band down. Let me see what's happened to her. You killed her. Pull yourself together, woman. You can see she's not showing the signs of an allergic reaction. She's not, you're right. September, wake up, wake up. But she has been strangled. No. It's true. The poor wee lass was strangled to death. Show me the security footage. I'm not sure you should see it, Val. It's very upsetting. Show me. All right. Come on, then. No. No, Jono, please, not again. Help. What's Help. she Someone doing? Help me. What? She's trying to give her mouth to mouth. He's fighting her off. Yes. Oh, Lord, he's got his hands around her throat. Help me. I couldn't go in. The three Ps. You shouldn't have unlocked the door. You should have helped her. It's your fault, Jocelyn. Murderer. I'll kill you. I'll kill you. No, please. Valerie, stop. 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 No, Valerie, Vera, don't make me call the enforcers. A wise woman once told me that in every job that must be done, there is an element of fun. Find the fun and snap, the job's a game. 
I try to live my life by this philosophy. There are times, however, when a spoonful of sugar doesn't help the medicine go down. Instead, it mixes with your saliva, forming a sticky trap in which the bitter medicine is caught, thus prolonging the bitterness you are inflicting on your mouth. The telling of this dreadful tale is a task that must be done, but I fear that no amount of bats dollar mixes will sweeten it. Harris performed an autopsy on John O'July and found that he had been poisoned. The death of September Smith was a tragic byproduct. John O would have been unaware of what he was doing, just as a person at risk of drowning often kills their rescuer. So did John O kill September. The conception room killer did not strike again. With Valerie incarcerated, awaiting trial for the murder of Jocelyn, the two main suspects were no longer capable of harming anyone. However, the board was still forced to close the facility. The day before Valerie was to be sentenced, she received a letter. A warden later reported that Valerie had not spoken a single word since her first interview with the enforcers, but upon reading the letter, Valerie went into a frenzy, screaming and yelling. She then smashed her own head against the concrete walls until she knocked herself unconscious. Valerie never recovered from the brain trauma she suffered. The letter had come to her in a roundabout way. While it was clearly addressed to Valerie Vera, it was found among the items that had belonged to September Smith. Years later, this letter was found in the same box from deep within the WPT archives, the box marked with a dog rose. It begins, My dear Valerie, I don't know where to begin. I would have recommended the beginning, had old Morrison asked me. Soon, my dear, it will seem that our stock are expiring. Fear not! As Juliet was pale-lipped and ashy-cheeked yet alive beneath it, so too will our boys be gently buzzing under a disguise of rashes and swelling. They are not dead. Their bodies will be transported to the mass grave as per usual. Trusted allies will rescue them from the grave and within a few hours they will wake. Our friends will hide them away until they have shed the scars of this caged existence and can safely rejoin the world. Valerie. The boys know what to do. In the brief moment before Jocelyn turns on the security camera, they can take the potion. The effects take hold immediately, though their fake death can take up to 15 minutes. They know what to expect, they know it may hurt. They are ready to play their deathly parts, and you must play a part too. Place a dog rose in the conception room. Let Harris examine the bodies. They will display the signs of a severe allergic reaction. Let the idea of poison float. Self-harm. Do not let Harris perform an autopsy. Point to the poisonous dog rose. Report to the board that the boys are committing suicide rather than be part of that heinous experiment that is the conception room. Threaten to go public 
People believe they're buying free range. This should be enough to force them to close it down. Then walk away from this wretched place. Go to the graves. Look for a grave digger with an eye patch. Say that your Morris, Morris Minor has broken down and can he give you a ride? That is how they know that you are also an ally. Remember, Morris is the key, dear. Don't forget it. Why only boys, you may ask? That is because the poison does not agree with women. It is the raging testosterone of these teens that protects them from actual death. The same poison taken by a female would kill her. Which brings me to my final revelation. There is something else I must tell you, my dear girl. Something I wish to say to your face, but there is no time. I believe I am almost discovered. I must stage my suicide and escape this very evening. I am not who you think I am. I will appear to have asphyxiated myself with my belt. There will be no need for an autopsy. Send me to the mass grave. Make sure you appear suitably sad about my death. Courage now, Valerie. It will soon be done and your life can begin. I will see you on the other side, my dear girl. If you let me, I'll spend my life making it up to you. With all my love, Michael March Morrison. P.S. Destroy this letter once you've read it, obviously. <laughs> if only. Is there any torture worse than if only? If only September had remembered to deliver that letter and only one piece of the puzzle remains, how could Valerie not have known that old Morrison was, in fact, <clears throat> a man? <laughs> and so back to the recording of Valerie Vera and her final words. We already have you for the murder of your colleague Jocelyn. You might as well come clean on what you did to old Morrison. The body was severely mutilated. I've never seen anything like it. I made use of her good parts, and I destroyed the parts a woman has no need for. You knew old Morrison was a man. I knew old Morrison was a monster. From where I'm sitting, it looks to me like you're the monster. Perhaps if we could only look in the mirror and see our inner monsters, truly see the evil inside ourselves, then maybe we could cut it out, put it in a jam jar, seal it up tight and throw it away. Don't throw it in the sea. Things that are thrown into the sea always come back to haunt you like a Jumanji board. Bury it. <laughs> Bury it deep. Perhaps you could also cover it with concrete, or better yet, plant a lemon tree over it so that it turns into something fruitful. Maybe then, but no, we don't want to see that part of ourselves. We fool ourselves and say, I'm a good person and no offence, but... That kind of recognition could only happen during the witching hours. That was Conception Room Killer by Frankie M's. Hannah Banks was Jocelyn. Kate Clarkin was Valerie. Amy Griffin-Brown was the Enforcer and September. My name is Jean Sargent. 
The music is by Tane Upjohn Beatson, who's recording it right now too. The Witching Hours was created and script edited by Yutha Dean as it, and is recorded at Bats Theatre. It's a production of My Accomplice. Find out what else they're up to at myaccomplice.co.nz. None of this would be possible without the support of the talented William O'Neills. Tell your friends, smash the system, fly bats home.